0: Back to the lightning rod. the hell day is it? February 16th, Wednesday, February 16th. I am Johnny Pipes coming to you from Miami. Across the virtual street, as always, As my partner Gannon. We are here to talk about some lightning hockey because, as you know, we are your official, unofficial home for lightning chit-chat, answer game breakdowns, and whatever else. So uh, let's say hello to my partner. What's going on, Gannon? Howdy, howdy. Oh, no, of course – as I say that I got everything fixed, I completely leave you on mute, so that's okay. We're back in now. All we missed was the beginning well, hello half again. of uh, the beginning half of Howdy. So <laughs> all you scoring at home, it's not. Uh, you know, we didn't miss much. How? Exactly. There you go. Now we are. Now we are even. So uh, it's been a week, and there were two games because in the entire month of February. There have only been two games, so we'll talk about the two games tonight. But first, before we start, we'll talk about how you, the listener, can contact the show and become a part of it if you want. You can uh, give us a call at 727-416-0613. Got a voicemail service there. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. You can email us at thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That's the number one. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at Lightning Rod Pod. All of those avenues are available to you. So how was your week, brother?
1: I couldn't really complain too much. I mean, I would love some more Lightning hockey, but I guess I can I can do with these few games. You know, it's actually easier for me to process with uh, such such few games this month. Next month we're gonna be in grind time.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be just as hard on us as it is on them. Yeah. So, you know, whenever you're feeling bad for the hockey players, feel bad for the hockey podcasters, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, what, last night was a good game. Uh, and uh, well, when the hell was the, the Coyotes game? It was a back to back, the second half of a back to back out West. Uh, what day was that?
1: I believe that was Friday.
0: Was that Friday?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, it was because we, uh, we recorded that day and we were a little late.
0: That's right. That's right. We're back on schedule now. Uh that was a game that very easily could have gotten out of hand I think. What uh what say you?
1: What that Coyotes game? Yeah. It it's been reminiscent of you know just the last couple of games and honestly kind of the start of the season where you just they come out flat like the same thing they did um against Colorado. They they just didn't seem all there and you know for the first First, yeah, let's say five, eight minutes of the game, it, it seemed like one of those games where they know they're playing a bad team and they, they just, not cocky, but a little careless, you know? Uh, they, they just, not that they think that they deserve to win, but just can not, not go as hard as they did in, let's say, the, the later half of that Avalanche game, where, where they were toying with their food a little bit. You know, albeit they did score the first two goals in that first period, but... Uh, for 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 as bad as a team as the coyotes are and I hate calling teams bad but we can really label this team bad uh bad on purpose so it's all right they they kind of gave it to us i mean it was a close game 3 to 2 but they 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 didn't quit they they didn't give up never lost hope and that that's the that's what separates them from montreal is that at least the coyotes can almost make a game out of it
0: yeah they were it's something about being out West and not having very many games and then having to really quickly, you played your heart out the night before and came up short. And then like we had mentioned on the last episode, you know, you go from playing the arguably the best team in the league to, you know, arguably the worst team in the league, uh, especially out West. And, you know, you don't, it, it's, it's like having to, you'll you'll say, we're not going to change focus, like, you know, we're the same team every time. You know, we always go out there no matter who's who's on the other side of the ice, but do you really? I don't know that they actually do. Their mind will say, their their, their words will say that, but their body won't.
1: Going back to when I was saying uh, a couple episodes ago about the teams that, you know, teams hardly ever lose two in a row on a back-to-back. Well, on one of the stats that they brought up on the uh broadcast for the coyotes game is the second game in the back to back the lightning are 40 oh, and 1 which you know flip flip that well actually now it's 50 oh, and 1 cuz that was during the game so um 50 oh, and 1 in the second games of back to backs which you know it's a little, little alarming that you're you know 1 in 5 in the first game of a back to back but actually yeah 1 in 5 so um, I you know I guess a pattern is all right, but it's kind of crazy how how that works. You know, no team, not many teams lose back-to-back games in a back-to-back schedule. It's just kind of interesting how the Lightning prefer that second game.
0: Yeah, last night we had an appearance by uh, a very rare appearance by the old man himself, Brian Elliott. Which I thought he played well. Yeah, he didn't really play that badly. He is what number one. I like his uh, his jersey number. I think he's number one, isn't he? Yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah, yep, number there he one. is. He's number 1. 36-year-old Brian Elliott. He is number 1. Yeah, he played alright. Uh he had 19 uh 19 shot attempts, uh, 16 saves, so 3 three let in, 16 saves. So he he wasn't getting peppered.
1: No, no. He d- he didn't have a hard night and and the, the, there were some you know some s- shots that he stopped that were better than the goals that did go in. Um especially you know he did give up a couple of a uh, couple of couple of rebound goals and whatever but um you know overall you know you can't two, two goals from two goals allowed from your backup goaltender I, you know i'm taking that all day his you know his actual stats may not be the prettiest or whatever but i mean when you've got arguably the easiest job in the world to back up vasilevsky you know you you, you can let in a couple squeakers it, it, it's not so bad and you know what they weren't anything like the goals that he led in against uh, the Rangers on New Year's Eve, if you remember that. He had two, two blunders where he tried to play the puck, and sent one straight to Alexi Lafreniere and one straight to Barclay Goudreau. Both ended up in in goals. So
0: that, he, he's very. How can you going? forget that game? Like it was right after the travesty that was the minor league loss to the Panthers, and then everyone was incredibly happy because, hey, we got one of our goalies back. He might not be the starter, but he's a pro, and then he proceeded to have those kind of things happen to him in that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if those goals didn't happen, um I mean, he still let in one acceptable goal, I guess I'll call it, but... um <laughs> He he played well that game. I thought that was probably his best game of the season. If you take out those two errors, granted they are big errors, but I thought that was his most complete game of the season. Um, not that he was bad by any means in this Coyotes game, but it's not really a, you know comparing the Rangers and Coyotes doesn't really doesn't really add up.
0: No, and um, I'm looking here at his record. He's five two and two uh, over the season, which is not bad at all, uh, really, if you can. Get what is that seven seven points, out of uh, seven points out of nine games. I, I mean that's not bad at all. He's uh given up two point six two. He's got a nine, 9.02 save percentage. So I mean if if you got a save percentage over nine, I think and you're a backup, that's pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, I'm happy with it, especially with how you know the, these journeyman goalies and you know we've has the lightning. At least since the salary cap era, have they had, like, a solid number two? It seems like it's, you know, someone here for one, two, hardly every three years, and then they're gone. They're always kind of journeymen at the end of their career, which, you know, again, that that's just fine. But, you know, you know some teams, they're, they're really uh, going with the tandem system. Like, um, you know, it was uh, the Islanders. They they kind of popularized it when they had Laner and Grice. They, I mean, they both split pretty much... Half the games, uh, you know, you, with the lightning, it's not going to work. You have the best goalie in the world, so.
0: And before um, he was this the the number one, he was the solid number two. Because I guess you're right. Ben Bishop was all was hurt all the time. I mean, Vasi really cut his teeth in the playoffs when Bishop got knocked out. Because then he came in against the the Penguins in that series. Uh, in 2016, when they came up short, it was the first of the Penguins' two back-to-back years, and it was the Eastern Conference Finals, and Bishop got knocked out, and uh, Vassi had to come in, so he got to learn on the fly. But I, I think he yeah, did he, get a, He, he a played
1: th- in the Finals the year before as well when uh, Bishop and Hetty collided, took Bishop out of the game, so he really had a kind of baptism by fire.
0: He's like the David Price of goalies having to come in at like the hardest time is David. You're going to have to elaborate for me. He was the pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's a Cy Young winner. Um, he was the, the Tampa Bay's number one overall pick many, many, many years ago. When, before they uh, um, actually, when they were still the devil Rays, um, and he made his playoff, he didn't, he didn't make his debut in the playoffs. Uh, that first year that they made the playoffs, which was 2008, um, the, he came in, though, at crucial times in the playoffs, and that's kind of where he cut his teeth. Like, he made a couple of, of, of appearances in the regular season, but then he came in and he was incredibly good in the playoffs, and the rest is history. He ended up winning the Cy Young with us before going off to greener pastures. It's kind of like, that's okay. kind of like that. You know, It's it's when you come in and you learn at the toughest time.
1: I see. I see. I mean, I guess that's – I don't know. Like, a lot of NHL teams are worried – uh, like with their development processes, with, um, with with their prospects, and they don't want to throw them into these heavy, hard, stressful situations, especially playoffs, especially finals. Um, that's why, uh, like o- older NHL, like if you were a first-round pick, you really weren't expected to spend any time in the minors. And with uh, the recent uh, first overall pick. Uh, owen power he went to buffalo he um he he hasn't played a game for them this season uh which i, I think is their correct way to do it you know th- these kids are barely 18 uh i'm not sure how va- how old vaz was in, in the uh in 2015 i think we drafted him 2012 i want to say i could be wrong could be 2014 um but, yeah, so a 21-year-old kid, let's say, in the Stanley Cup Finals. I, I know crazier things have been done, but, again, I, I guess that's a good way to get your, uh, get your reps in, but you can't overdo it.
0: No, because it can go south very quickly. Uh, a young player's confidence is a very fragile thing, uh, especially if they have a lot of uh, hype around them. It makes it even harder because yes. sometimes you have to go out there and, and, and you think you're the savior and your development can go south really quickly. That happens in baseball very, very frequently.
1: Yeah, same thing here. Confidence and, and having the spotlight on you can almost make you kind of crack under the pressure. Um, I, I think back to not for this scenario, but with uh, Matt Murray. I mean, he wasn't um, – I'm not sure if he was a high draft pick or whatever, but there wasn't a whole lot of hype around him. Um, in the uh, Penguins' back-to-back runs, but Flurry went down uh, both years with injury, and Murray, uh, both years. I mean, he he was an excellent, excellent goalie for them, but um, you know, he was just a backup. He was a rookie that that first year. And he was actually a, technically a rookie um, in 2017 when they won their uh, that second part of the back-to-back. Um, so he really did not get any. NHL experience, or hardly any, and still managed to win back-to-back Cups, but, you know, he wasn't expected to be the guy, um, actually, you know, after that second, that second Cup, um, it was the uh, Vegas expansion year, and they saw, you know, the hot goalie who stays relatively healthy. He helped us win two cups versus the old guy, Flurry, who's kind of on his way out. You know, he could be retiring soon, whatever. So they ended up leaving uh, Flurry exposed in the expansion draft, and that was probably the best swing uh, Vegas got.
0: So Vassie was drafted in 2012. He was the 19th pick of round one. So he's a first-round pick, 2012. And that's the year after we were the Eastern Conference runners-up. Mm-hmm. So,
1: But that wasn't our pick, actually. We traded Detroit uh, Kyle Quincy for a first-round pick, which just so happened to be Vasilevsky.
0: That's the Iser plan. <laughs> Got to trust the Iser plan.
1: And he was actually the highest-drafted Russian goalie until uh Askarov, uh two drafts ago, I wanna say. Uh Nashville took him at sixteenth overall, so just edging him out by three.
0: Hmm. And he is not. is he uh is he backing up? Is he on the roster yet or is he de- no. developing?
1: Yeah, he's still um I think he's still over in Russia. Um you know, with goalies they definitely take time to develop. Um more so than forwards or defensemen. Um they're yeah, they're one of the harder, harder positions to develop. So, um, but he, again, yeah, he highest drafted Russian goalie. He was uh, the highest drafted goalie of that draft class, and uh, he's got he's got a lot of ex- expectations for him. But I can't see him um, coming into a starter role anytime soon, especially with the way UC Saros is playing. If you get a chance to watch an Asheville game that he's playing, he is spectacular.
0: Well, yeah, we will here uh, in two Saturdays.
1: I guess you're right.
0: Get to see a pretty special one too, and I'm I'm kind of upset that my jersey is not here. yet. It's supposed to be here by uh, by Friday. People
1: um, have been having uh, issues with them, I guess. Not like issues with the jerseys themselves, but getting it or something.
0: Well, um, they just they just started shipping a couple days ago. They're supposed to get them all out by Friday, so I would imagine with the amount that they sold. Um, the
1: the first order, apparently, uh, depending on which website that you um, that you bought it from, if you put in, like, a custom name on it, uh, it's not going to come with anything. I think it was through Fanatics. Like, um, you know, they've got, like, the drop bar, and you can select, you know, yeah. 86, Kucherov, whatever. It would give you that name, but if you put in a custom name, it just would not register. So people have been getting blank jerseys, I guess.
0: Oh, that sucks. Thank God I didn't order yeah. it from them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't don't ever go through Fanatics. Uh,
0: ah, TV Sports, baby, get 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 yeah. local, stay local. Yes, sir. Plus they're just good people there. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're looking for a sponsorship there uh, TV Sports. Just to uh, let you know.
1: <laughs> just give me a jersey. Yeah.
0: We we will work for uh, you know, for whatever chicken wings you have at the at the arena. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good game against uh Arizona. A little close, you could tell they weren't, weren't themselves the whole way through. They got a little bit of a slow start. But I did like that uh, Brian Elliott got bailed out in one goal um, by Mr. 44, Jan Ruda himself, and it gave me an excuse to play this. Woo! 44, that's me! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was crazy.
0: Yeah, that was, you, like, it couldn't have gotten any closer. Like, his stick was just, he just pulled it out at the right time.
1: No, I think even one of the whoever the coyotes player that shot it on, I think he even started to celebrate a little. No, they blasted the horn actually.
0: I can't remember if they did or not, but I know that it was right like it just rode the line.
1: Yeah, it was it was Clayton Keller and he um if he just would have rotated his stick just the tiniest bit, not that, you know, not that I'm the guy to uh tell you how to adjust your play, but he he let the post kind of uh jam him up a little bit and not get the angle. So it did just ride that goal line there. And they did sound the horn, but um, keen eye by the refs, they blew it off.
0: Yep, saved by, uh, by uh, Ruda. Ruda's Ruta, Ruta, paying dividends, the unsung hero.
1: He's actually been really solid this season. I know a lot of people were pointing fingers at him uh, last season and the year before. He kind of had the Eric Chernak syndrome uh, where, you know, he's not McDonough, Sergeyev, or Hedman, so people just point fingers at him. And obviously, you know, with all three of those left-side guys, the right-side guys are going to have to be more defensive. So um, guys get caught out of place. Nobody's perfect, but I thought Ruda, when healthy, he's actually been a really good D partner for Victor Hedman.
0: So he scored four goals, won the game 4-3. to What what was your favorite goal that night?
1: (laughs) Got to be the point goal.
0: Like that first one, that opening one where he's by himself? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that patented goal, that patented point goal, I mean, you, you haven't seen it so much this year. I think he's maybe scored one or two like that, but I know he had a couple in the playoffs where he just speeds up the middle and tries to tries to go wide right and make fake you and make you think that he's just going to take it around the net, and he just sits on that back foot and just gets that release out instantly. You know, it... He's got such an underrated shot because of his speed in his hands. Um, you know, it's not the best wrist shot in the league or anything like that, but it is super, super underrated because it, it is a Braden Point goal. I mean, you've seen him score, let's say, you know, eight of those goals in his career now and in, in his young career.
0: Yeah, he took it basically coast to coast. He got it in the uh, by the, the right circle there uh, and took it the entire way, and he just – he yeah, he just he just a little flick of the wrist and right on target. I mean, it was gorgeous. It's a good way to start what about the game. You? Um well I'm 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 partial to either either of the two Stamkos goals because then I can play this.
1: Ace is like a two.
0: <laughs> Stammer's on fire right now, uh and it makes me happy when he's on fire because um they we were showing the graphic last night uh after um, Crosby scored his 500th and Stammer is now only see he's at 462 and it just makes me wonder how many more if he just would have not been hurt so much
1: like yeah I think I think he's third in goals among all active players I think it's I could be wrong. Um well he's behind it's it's, it's
0: OV Crosby and and um and Stammer on that chart they had last last night on NHL network. Unless I'm, Is that for goals? I think I think so. He should have I, Yeah. Cuz I've seen certain stats like that. He's had uh, cuz I mean he's had 60 goal seasons, right? He's had at least one. Yeah, he
1: he is the last player to score 60 goals. Uh that was 2000 and 12 or 2011.
0: So let's look here and see. Yeah, career 462 goals he's got between. Um, so that's even after the goals he scored last night against the Satans. Um, so he's sitting at 462 goals and 459 assists. So he's got 921 points. So they were making a, the big hoopla about Crosby last night, and I didn't realize like just how close he was. He's right behind him. I mean, you could do that. You could, you could score that many goals the rest of the season and, like, the first couple of months of next season, and you could be at 500 yourself, and then they'll be doing NHL Network segments on you.
1: Yeah, and, and Stamkos was drafted three years after Crosby, has probably missed double the amount of games, and is still in that race. Like he he could end his career with more goals than Sidney Crosby. He's not going to get him in the points department, but you know it's Sidney Crosby. Uh, but I'm if if he had a truly fully healthy career, he could be challenging Ovi and Gretzky for the best you know the most goals ever. But you know obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm sure he um, you know he he does not think about that too often a lot of players don't think about oh what could have been I'm sure he wouldn't like to think like that I'm sure he's got his eyes set he doesn't care he's just here to play good hockey but I know he's ecstatic to finally be playing healthy hockey for the first time in what seems like four
0: years yeah like ever since ever since he broke his leg on the goal at one time and then he came back really really fast like it's just, it's just been on off you know, whether or not he's going to complete a season or not. And so the fact that he's scoring now at will, you know, between, you know, as evidenced by the, the, the coyotes game at, and, and the, the devil's game last night, it, it just makes me happy because I'm always a massive stammer fan. You know, he's going to be, he's my favorite player on the team. He always will be. Um, so whenever he, whenever he plays well, I just, it makes me happy. Like point I expect him to do magic every night. But seeing stammer is like such a great surprise having this kind of music. yeah
1: it really shuts up the the trade stamkos crowd uh i don't know if you've ever seen him or heard him but it's typically in the offseason uh you know even even this offseason but especially before both cups everybody was saying get rid of stamkos he's too injury prone makes too much for how much he plays for us blah 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 blah, blah. and almost for a second i I considered it but i was like you know what no this guy he's the captain he he is tampa heart and soul if it were up to him he would miss no time it's not his fault and the team should not give up on him just because he you know he gets injured or whatever so i'm ecstatic and even so many people were saying it that uh like rumors started to pop up um, about, you know, trading Stamkos or whatever. And I think even Julian Breesbaugh came out and said he's not going anywhere. I don't know why people are talking about that, which really, you know, gave me some confidence. How about Stamkos?
0: Yeah, for real. I, I can't fathom that, but I'm a homer and a half. And so I get more emotionally invested in players than someone who looks at it straight business, you know, and it's win, win, win. No, to me, you know, the, the people who got you there – you you're gonna you're gonna retire his number. So you better hang on to him as absolutely long as you can. Like I
1: Yeah, I I would ideally I would love to see him retire with the team. I know it does not happen happen often, um and it might not, but regardless, if he retired today, ninety one would be in the rafters and I, probably Hall of Fame.
0: I agree. I just don't want a situation where the team takes a nosedive And then you wind up like with Claude Giroux where you're like, man, he's the heart and soul of the team, and now he's about to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't see that happening anytime soon. Um, Obviously, Philadelphia never had the success that we did. And, you know, looking at their team, they, they have to rebuild. I can't see the Lightning doing that anytime soon. You've got guys, again, still in their prime or haven't even hit their prime yet. You know Braden Point and Andre Vasilevsky and Kucherov—they're all in their prime. Same thing with Hedman. I don't know. I don't know if Stamkos has peaked. I mean, sixty goals is really hard to top, especially as a 22, 23 year twenty-three-year-old. What he's thirty-two now. Um, yeah, he's thirty-two. So, no, I, I can't see that happening.
0: Stammer, we want you as a bolt for life. I don't care if you have to drop your salary down to a ham sandwich a month. You're not going anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. And even uh, in the 2016 uh, free agent class, he it, it was a big choice. Stamco's going to go to Toronto. He he had a higher offer from them. Uh, we we were probably shy uh, about a million five from what Toronto offered them. Obviously with taxes and how how it works in Florida and. You know, being being here for your whole career so far probably made his choice a little bit easier. But for for a second there, I mean, everybody was worried. Like, are we go- are we going to lose our captain? And no, I, I think now he, you know, you heard him at Vegas. I think he's a true Florida boy now.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. He is. Uh, he is the. He is the lightning. Like that's it. That's all it is. You know, it was the when when he scored the goal in the Stanley Cup Finals in um in 2020 i mean that meant more than anything
1: i think i like i i'm gonna sound cheesy saying this but i think i actually shed a tear when he did because it it was such a a huge build-up and i don't think he even touched the ice afterwards but for two minutes and 47 seconds i remember it um i I swear i swear i think i shed a tear i was freaking out
0: espo remembered it too (laughs) (laughs) is that what the laugh is from Yep, that's that was when uh, that was when Stammer scored. That was that was when he scored.
1: No, so, that, that was awesome.
0: So uh other news and notes from the from the uh Coyotes game. Corey Perry scored uh three ninety nine. So he is right on the doorstep and then he, he kept getting so close to four hundred and uh didn't happen that game.
1: It's just gonna be a repeat of the start of the season. He's gonna go fifteen games getting so close but never close enough.
0: That was a, a typical Perry goal too. It was a cleanup goal. It was a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't um, wasn't flashy. It just stick in net.
1: I wonder how many game winning or game tying goals he has just this season.
0: Good question. I don't even know how you look that up. <laughs> uh, let me find out. Is a is there a reference that tells you game winning goals?
1: Yes, hockey reference. No kidding. Okay, so this season with. With 49 games played, he has oh only two game-winning goals. But, um, I don't know, pro- probably somewhere like three-game tying goals. Whatever it is, he's clutch as can be. He's just over half a point per game, too. That is excellent for our fourth line.
0: That was his 13th of the season. And he still sits at three three 399. So he'll get it someday because he didn't get it last night either. He was damn close that was the uh, Arizona game and there was a few days off and um, actually, before talking about the, uh, the devil's game, since we were just talking about stammer being the heart and soul of the team, let's say hypothetically he wasn't on the team and he didn't exist of the current squad. Who would you think would wear the C? Hedman. You think that'd be, that's, that was my thought too. I I wasn't even really hesitating. Yeah. I've got no doubt.
1: I, (laughs) <laughs> I've thought about this question myself. It's like, you know, if Stamkos was gone, I think my close second would be uh, maybe point. Um, but after that, yeah, let, let's say no Hedman, no point. Obviously, pr- probably not Cooch, and, you know, they don't give C's to goalies anymore, not since Luongo at least. Who, who would you think?
0: Well, aside from, from Hedman, I would probably say Kalorn. That's what I was going to say. Either Kalorn or Palat. One one of those two. They've been here long enough, um, and they're pretty well trusted. They both have worn the A numerous times, so yeah, you wouldn't give it to Perry. He just got here. I mean, maybe, maybe Maroon, but I think that no. W- that would be a that would be a, a slap in the face, though, if they were to give it to Maroon with guys like Colón and Palat who have been there for so long. So I yeah, talk. no,
1: I I can't see Maroon.
0: Well, yeah, maybe maybe he needs to to mature up a little bit. So as you give him the C and give him more responsibility, so he stops acting like a moron. No, a no, funny moron, but just a moron. Fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love him to death, but maybe get him the sea and he'll be an adult.
1: <laughs> yeah, I um, if it, if it weren't Point or Headman, it w- I would say either. Uh, It would have to be Killorn. If not Killorn, probably Sorelli.
0: Let's give it to to Radish, but not Taylor Radish. Let's give it to Darren Radish.
1: Darren Radish. (laughs)
0: Let's let's bring a kid up from Orlando. Where's Legacy at? He can wear it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's already part of his name,
0: Legacy. Hey. Other things that I noticed about the game uh, in Arizona that I did not know before. Was uh, Anton Strawman plays for the Coyotes?
1: Yeah, he he's one of those people that got banished, banished to Arizona.
0: That sucks. That it sucks. does,
1: especially with how much of a likable guy he was as well. I know he's still great friends with all the guys.
0: Yeah, like I, I I thought I knew he wasn't with with Florida anymore, but I did not know that he got stuck out in the desert.
1: Yeah, there there's a lot of players who you know you don't know are in the nhl especially if they've like had a, a stint in the nhl like uh especially on the coyotes they've got um uh who is it it's some russian uh dimitri something um shit, i don't know um i don't know but yeah the coyotes is pretty much banishment at least right now so that that's where all the bad contracts go to die um i'm not sure what strawman is making but i know Panthers fans were not happy with him last year. They they could not get him out of there fast enough. Um I, I saw a lot of people cheering when they traded him to to Arizona.
0: That makes me sad. But he at the same time he is thirty five years old. So that's uh I really thought he'd been older. Yeah, he's thirty five. He was uh, drafted back in 05 by the by the Leafs in the seventh round. Wow. So I'd say Good career he, he's for a had seventh
1: a, rounder, I'd say. Yeah,
0: he's had a Pretty damn good career for a seventh round pick. Pick number two hundred and sixteen. This year he's had the uh, he's got nine points. He's a minus twelve. Poor guy. Oof. Yeah. Um also on the Coyotes, where did you go? They have Shane Gossespier who used to play for the um Flyers. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that guy is he is the first one in the league to play from. Um, he came from South Florida. Yes, he did. So I can't remember what I think he's from. He's from somewhere in Broward County. There's a couple people now in, in the league from Brower or from Broward County or Day County from down here, but he was the first one.
1: Yeah, there's a couple people from Florida. Um, I think all of the Hughes brothers, they were born in Orlando but didn't stay here for very long. Um, uh, what's his name? I think I mentioned this on the last show. Brandon Duhame of the Minnesota Wild. He was born uh, in Florida. Uh, I think he grew up here. And I think there's somebody else in the league. I just cannot remember.
0: So, Gossespierre um, is from Pembroke Pines, which is not too far from here. Also um, on their team last night, Jacob Chikrin. He is from oh Bo- that's right he's from Boca Raton, so that's that's, only what, about that's the other north. person I was thinking of Boca Raton and then and he, the guy from the Panthers who came up in like their little academy or their their youth hockey program and made his debut so, at some point in time this season I don't think he's up with him right now I can't remember what his name is but he he's from there as well Because I remember they did a story hmm. about that a couple months ago before we played him. Um, he had, he had been in like their youth hockey program and then made his debut for them, which was kind of cool.
1: Okay. Yeah. Find out who that is. I want to know. Uh, I have a, uh, I have a friend. He, uh, he lives in Poland now, but he, uh, he was around here when I was in high school. Uh, he was a really good hockey player, but he had too many concussions and whatever else. But, um, I guess he was, uh, teammates with, um, I forget his name, but somebody, uh, who got drafted by st louis i for I, I can't remember his name but it's still cool to know like some it's cool to know someone who knows someone who got drafted
0: chase prisky chase prisky yes. doesn't ring a bell he is a defenseman from pembroke pines as well um, so he's the one that made his uh, his debut earlier this year uh, and was playing for them or for the, like their youth program there's a I'll, I'll send the link to you that has a, the story about it if i can find it again he's i don't think he plays all that much so no he's only played he's only played four games all season so that's why but yeah that's kind of cool it's it's getting bigger i don't see enough uh people from tampa but i am seeing people from the south but then there's more money down here so makes sense yeah (laughs) and hockey is an expensive sport to get your kids into
1: it is it's not like- and it doesn't have the support here as it would in you know Canada, where you can just find a a full set of goalie equipment out by the curb. Where here, it's you know you got to buy everything brand new.
0: All right, so we uh, we digress and talk about last night's game versus the uh, the New Jersey Beetlejuices. Those sweaters, oh my God!
1: What the the Jersey Jersey jerseys?
0: The the the, Jer- the Jersey New Jersey jerseys. Those? the new
1: jersey new jerseys
0: <laughs> are they are they new for this year or did they wear them last year
1: um no they're they're new for this year they brought them out uh, a couple months ago and uh Mar- marty broder he had a hand in designing them and they came out uh with uh you know with what every stripe and shade of color, what it means, you know, the heritage to the state, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh.
0: They look like Beetlejuice. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care what kind of meaning it has to your damn state. Your state's trash. It looks like Beetlejuice. They just look like convicts, like like something out of a 1920s, you know, heist movie where somebody breaks out of jail. That's they what they look exactly-
1: that's what like like the chicago winter classic jerseys from about a decade ago they were just black and white with the stripes like that chicago's looked really good these new jersey ones um they they i don't even know if they had good good intentions but after all of the backlash they got from everyone everywhere they ended up running with it and making a hat that says hat shoes that say (laughs) shoes on it so you know it kind of a flop out of the gate but they really made up for it by you know that self-deprecating humor
0: well they they for at least half the game might have had the last laugh but then the switch got flipped and um why don't you uh talk talk to us about the the game last night because it was it was a fun game to watch if you're a lightning fan
1: yeah well it goes back to you know what i was saying at the start of the show just come out flat as can be um what what i noticed is like you know they weren't playing awful but what they were doing was just trying to force it and in, into they, they were making unforced errors is what it was um they they didn't have much pressure on them especially inside of their own zone like new, new jersey's skaters they'd be you know, the, the defenseman would get the puck and they're expecting a, uh, you know, just a simple pass, just a simple breakout pass to get out of the zone. But it seemed like they were forcing it into, like, coverage and, you know, se- sending passes into skates and uh, silly drop passes that led to some pretty ugly turnovers inside the zone and inside of the the red line. Um, and they, they just took advantage of all of those bad, bad passes, bad receptions. um Unforced errors. I, I can't stress that enough. Unforced errors, um, and you know, luckily with with a team like this, they adapt really well, especially to you know bad play. Um, you know, the first who scored the first goal. That was uh, oh yeah, Eric Chernak made yeah. his uh his excellent uh, comeback, dangling out the wrong goalie.
0: <laughs> That's what I, was, I was wondering if you were gonna say that like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the credit goes to Dawson Mercer, but that was clearly Eric Chernak's goal.
1: Yeah, it was a sweet goal, just the wrong goalie.
0: Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that sucks. Like Darren Radish died for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. I mean, yeah, I mean, he missed uh 10 games um after only playing, you know, two or three games coming back from injury. He's rusty as can be, but uh what I noticed later on in the game is he really shook it off. Uh, I saw him do a couple of those wide uh, drives, you know, from the blue line in around the net. He's gotten really good at that. He's gotten really good at his skating. Um, And and he's a presence that we have needed for 10 games. Um, If he wasn't such a warrior and always willing to put his body on the line and and could stay healthy, like, he, he doesn't go down. He doesn't get injured from stupid little you know dinky plays no he takes shot blocks to the to to the shoulders to the shin the the you know the feet all these unprotected areas like he's a shot blocking machine and i think he'd be leading the team if you know if he if he were healthy right now it's ryan mcdonough but you know obviously same thing with the lightning you you haven't been playing a lot you got to knock the rust off yeah it's going to be ugly for the first little bit but practice all you want you're only going to get the reps by actually being out there
0: yeah Turnock shook rust off on i he, he definitely uh got a couple of good punches in towards the end of the game too that was, yeah that was a uh not much of a fight but it, it looked good you know he got a couple of good swings in
1: yeah yeah i mean well that that was the one up against the boards like halfway through the game <laughs> I don't know. I, I almost did not want him doing that just because, bro, it's your first game back. Don't risk, you know, messing yourself up. But, you know, he, he was getting egged on by uh, whoever the New Jersey player was and, and ended that pretty quick. And he seemed fine afterwards anyway.
0: Yeah, he took him down. He, like, put him on the ice. Yeah.
1: Not the only fight we saw this game.
0: No, Serge went off too. Like, why would you mess with Serge? I know, like, he doesn't look huge. But, man... He's got some. He's got some power. Like he's a, yeah. He, he he's like a big kid.
1: Do you remember his fight against uh, Buffalo's? Uh, who was it? Was it Tage Thompson? That's the no, one where he got in, bloodied
0: and then he was riling up the crowd when he got done, right?
1: Oh, I don't even know if Sergeyev got hit, but yeah, he, he it was um, it was in Buffalo. Oh, I remember this game really well, actually, because it was a New Year's Eve game where we were down uh, down three goals to the Sabres. I was at my Sabres friend's house. Uh, his his name's Matt. And he was giving me hell. You know, we've got friendly competition. And he was just giving me hell. I'm trying to remember. So I'm, I, I'm telling him, like, wait, man, wait. You know, we're going to come back. And sure as shit, we came back from that three-goal deficit. But um, ended up winning the game. But Sergachev... Uh, he hit uh, Jack Eichel, and it was a clean, clean hit. Nothing wrong with it. And Eichel was fine. wasn't dirty, but um, it wasn't Tage Thompson. I can't remember who it was, but um, yo, know, he he dummied him. It, it was a brutal fight, and uh, you know, after he drops whoever it was, uh, yeah, he, he gives a little uh, pump up to the crowd.
0: He was hot. I remember that. I do remember that. I was watching that game as well. Um, Surge is. You know, sometimes, sometimes he's a bonehead, but he, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade him for anybody else in the world, especially no. not for Drewen.
1: Oh no! I like, like, I like, I've said before. I remember seeing Druin, the uh, that trade, and I was like, no, I love Druin, and had no idea who uh, Sergachev was. I was like, this is BS. Uh, how wrong could I have been?
0: Well, for the majority of, well, basically the entirety of the first period in uh, going into the second the uh, the the Jersey jerseys were pretty much dominating and so Cooper went to the line blender. A lot of good stuff came out. If you like smoothies got some goals out of it. Uh, Stamkos got put on with Cooch Point or was it Cooch Point or was it Kuchin? and uh, yeah. yeah, it was Cooch and Point and um, yeah, he broke free and had a beautiful goal at 15-32 that was classic Steven, right from the, uh, or is that right from the uh, point, just about?
1: The slot. Uh, is that yeah, what you he, call yeah, that, the slot?
0: Was,
1: yeah, I mean, that's that's between the two uh, face-off dots. Um, he uh, he was kind of farther out. He was on, like, the uh, the top side of the, of the uh, face-off dots. But, um, you know, r- clear down the middle, he had his corner picked. He, he owns top left corners on nets around the league. I mean they it, they were identical shots to the goals he scored against the Coyotes both both top corner uh top corner left side and he owns that spot of nets.
0: So, okay. That's the slot is in between the two circles.
1: Yeah, it's it's main street straight straight to the goal.
0: Okay. And the point is if you're in the circle.
1: The point is like the blue line area.
0: The, okay, the point is like the top of the key in basketball.
1: So he wasn't quite
0: that far out. So, okay. So he's in the slot. Yes. I'm looking at it right now. He's in the slot, but he's not quite, he's not like a, it's not a half court shot. He's just inside the blue line for probably about mm-hmm. eight, seven or eight feet, but he is right in the center. Okay. Okay. Now I'm understanding pretty
1: it. far for a Stamco's wrist shot.
0: Yeah. I, now I'm understanding the, the, the ice a little bit better. I just, I've been <laughs> faking it. I've watched hockey for, you know, over 20 years. And uh, I've been faking it the entire time when it comes to like knowing things. I know. I, I'm... I'm sure
1: this podcast will really help you.
0: <laughs> you yeah. kind of have to if you're if you're uh, you know if you're tuning in for for some in depth hockey knowledge. You're listening to uh, only one half of that.
1: <laughs> you're listening to a quarter of it. Go go listen to 32 thoughts if you want to get into the the real meat of it.
0: Yeah, it's um. You know if they want to talk about some bowling i'll 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 school some folks on some bowling <laughs> <laughs> or some disc golf but yeah uh, like
1: i I can do a half ass decent job of like breaking a game down and picking out what I like about it, but um compared to you know. Anybody who calls games even for their you know first time, even just even just an amateur you know, maple Leafs fan could call and could call a game way better than I could. I just you know I, I know the lightning the best obviously, and I know what our strengths and weaknesses are, but if I watched you know uh, let's say uh, Kings versus Oilers yesterday, uh, you know I, I'm, I'm not gonna have a, as good of a uh, analysis as I would for you know lightning versus whoever.
0: Gotcha yeah i it's 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 not easy to be an analyst by no means it is just fun to watch games and um see beautiful things happen. I'll be the emotional half of the two of us, or <laughs> you know I'll just react purely out of emotion and and just blind love for the team, and you can be the more more practical guy
1: that's just how i come across i'm probably i'd probably take this way more to heart than you
0: <laughs> i don't know if you'd have seen me after the uh the baseball playoffs last year good lord oh god yeah that's yeah exactly
1: dude i i would get like i'm not i'm not very old um but i remember watching these games a couple of years ago uh obviously much more uh mature now but Watching these games a couple of years ago, I would get pissed. Like, now I just get, like, sad or apathetic, like, if it's a really rough game or something. Um, but I would get mad, like, if it, if it was a bad game. Uh, what what an awful trait that was.
0: Yeah, try watching that, you know, those kind of games in a bar when you're already, like, a handful of very heavy beers in.
1: I couldn't be there.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I be mean like telling my buddy the bartender to just just turn turn it off man just turn it <laughs> off like change it to figure skating or something like that you know?
1: i remember after um sorry to be uh nbc here but after the columbus sweep uh you know after game one it was embarrassing yeah whatever blew a three goal lead whatever we got we got uh six at least or at most six more games to make up for it. it's whatever no big deal then the second game, then the third game. I'm like, okay, reverse sweep. I still had confidence all the way down until uh, game four, and when it was clear we weren't we weren't gonna win, we were just gonna go out with a whimper. Uh, I, I it, it was just apathy from from that moment on. Pretty much is when it <laughs> when it switched from anger to apathy, just because I I had no words. I I, I was with my girlfriend, and I just. I don't even know if I talked to her for the rest of the night. I, I just, <laughs> I, I could not open my mouth. I, I had no explanation or reason or, or will.
0: I was in downtown Seattle when that series was going on, but I wasn't living there anymore. It's just, I happened to be on a boat that was there for a couple of months, getting some work done. And I remember my TV system on the boat didn't, it wasn't working and so I couldn't get the games on my boat TV and I was the one in charge of fixing the TV and I couldn't get it to work. So I'm watching a couple of the games on my phone from up in the pilot house and I'm going nuts and I'm getting pissed. And then I finally get to watch a couple of the games at the bar in town at my old bar that I was frequenting before I had moved away and um, it was not a good scene was not no. having it was not having a good time at all and then as soon as the as soon as the series was over was when all of our work was finished and I got to go spend the next month and a half sailing around the Bering Sea which let me tell you is not very fun so going from not fun to not fun is like a double whammy oh god it's not not a good uh month period of time or so following that to following that god-awful series but now you know after after winning back to back we can just look at a game where they lose and you know we can basically just say
1: um probably just a fuck around game (laughs) i knew you were gonna do it (laughs) that's
0: what i got it for and i'm gonna keep using it it's it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving for the rest of our podcast existence. Thank you, Bogo. Yeah, indeed, that's that's his contribution. So he ended up uh, flipping the switch, winning the game six three. Was a good way to uh, get home and, and and get a nice eight day break. It was a good game to end on.
1: What was your favorite goal of the game?
0: Probably that. Probably that cooch, To be honest, because he 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 fixed his own screw up.
1: Yes. Yes. I want to, I wanted to note that. Thank you. Um, That was an ugly, ugly play from Kucherov. Again, another unforced error. Thankfully that time in the offensive zone and yeah, it got hairy for a second, but that, that offensive instinct of Kuch to just, you know, he sees that the play is probably going to break up and um, just head up the ice and what a pass by point. And yeah, it wasn't even a full breakaway. He had two guys coming on the off wing and yeah, he, did he shoot that five hole or was that on the uh, uh, blocker side or glove side? I forget.
0: I don't think it was five hole. Let me see. I'm looking at the.
1: I mean, it was a hell of a shot.
0: I'm looking at surge Tara guy up right now. <laughs> 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 uh, what goal was that? Okay, yeah, so that was this one. Oh, there's the Belmar one. Oh, yeah, because Corey Perry tried to get number 400 and he couldn't get it, so Belmar stole it from him. That was funny. He's just not, yeah. knocking on the door for for number four hundred, and he and he just. Can't if you finish.
1: watch that, if you watch that goal, the Belmar goal in like slow mo, you'll see uh, when it was just trickling on the goal line. Belmar started to celebrate, and he's like, "Wait, that's not going in." And then he taps it, and then he starts celebrating for real.
0: <laughs> so he got uh, he went blocker side. Or, okay, it looks like yeah. It, I mean, as as five holes. Wide open. Oh wait, no, he did go. It's hard to tell. It's actually really kind of hard to tell when you're looking at it yeah, because you I, I have to let like go. The f- you got to go frame by frame because it looks like he's going blocker side, but then, but then Gillies kind of looks back like it went through his legs. So I can't. We'll just say it's a goal. Regardless, it got behind him. Yep. All right. All right. So that's two games, two two games, two wins, and with that win last night, the Lightning did climb back up to the top of the East which is uh, not what we want. No, well, we,
1: can, we can be top of the we can be talk, top of the conference. We don't want number 1 in the league.
0: Well, it's going to be a battle between us and <clears throat> Colorado and Florida. Let's see. For for that president, Let let Florida have it. I mean, I'm fine with them. I'm fine with them having it. Yeah, Colorado's got got a two-point cushion on us. Then us and uh, Pittsburgh are both at 70. I didn't realize Pittsburgh had won four in a row. They're kind of on fire right now.
1: They've had like two 10-game winning streaks this season. Good God. Yeah.
0: So Florida's down to four. Florida, and Carolina's at six is 67, so they're at five. Or they're at, four, they're at four in the east and five overall. I'm looking at the league, the league total.
1: Yeah, and I think uh Carolina has a lot of games in hand on some of these top teams. I they've got if not uh Colorado, I've got Carolina for the President's Trophy. Uh even though I don't want that to happen. I I um obviously I want Tampa to win the cup, but my number 2 is Carolina, so
0: okay. I I'd, I'd rather if if it's not us, I wouldn't be upset if it's the Panthers. Uh, and I know I, they're they are cross-state rival now. And so that should be blasphemy to say that, but once they'll, once they get their one and garner some interest in them again down here, then I can go to hate them and say, you've got your one. I never want you to win another game ever again.
1: No, I I don't want them to win me because I have, (laughs) I've battled a lot with Panthers fans recently. Um, I don't know. Something about meme pages have really been getting to me. There's a lot of Panthers meme pages and um yeah, I've been battling with a lot of them. So, um, not that I not that I don't wish them success, but not so soon. And no, it's, if if it's not, not
0: soon. I mean, they're they're only like what, 4 years younger than us as a team because they their their first year was 96, am I correct?
1: N- no, they were uh they were the year after, I believe. Okay. Yeah, they were um I think. I'm pretty, um, well, I know I'm they, sure they, they were... went
0: to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they went. To, they went to the they went to the Stanley Cup Finals and got beat. But I think mm-hmm. that was that was '96.
1: Yes, that was Colorado in '96. They swept them.
0: That, I think that was their first year. First, or first or second? They definitely weren't the year after <laughs> us. Let's let's look and see. Let's, okay. Let's look and see. I'm going to, I'm going to look and verify this while we still have some time left on our show here. Let's see. Let's consult the Oracle. and Find out what the Oracle says. Florida Panthers. So they yeah, were it established. Uh, 93, 94. Okay. So they were established. 1993. You win this round. Ha <laughs> ha. You win this round. So 1993. Yes.
1: Yeah. But, I was listening to a, a uh, Phil Esposito interview a couple months ago and, um, it wasn't uh, Gary Bettman at the time. There was no commissioner. I, for, I forget the uh, the name of the uh, president of the league or whatever his title was. Um, and he he promised Phil Esposito, and Phil he wanted a team. He wanted it in Florida. Um, if I find it, I'll, I'll link it to you because it's actually a really good listen, especially because it's Phil. Um, but he made a deal with the uh, with the president of the league. He's like, I get Florida. I get uh, I get this market. Um, I don't know. it was really really like lucrative deal but um he said i, I just don't they had a deal in place where it's like there there's not going to be another team in florida for so many years and they have to be so far away or something and then the next year they go ahead and expand it to south florida
0: well when you say not this soon i think you know they've been around as long as us now one year less so it's really not that soon like we've got 3 and they've got 0 so well, as I don't much mean as, not like,
1: this soon in their like lifetime, I mean not so soon compared to the lightning.
0: Yeah. Okay. You mean like not to follow us up? You want to yeah, see some, especially,
1: especially because if that does happen, um, I can see some major issues uh, coming in the next CBA because if you know if you if if money was no option, um, like if you know if you were getting paid um you know x amount of dollars let's say five million dollars and you didn't have to pay any kind of taxes or escrow or any of that um a lot of players would rather follow the the warm weather you know they'd rather be in a more desirable place to play i'm where would you rather play uh you know uh sunrise or edmonton
0: i don't want to go to edmonton at all
1: exactly and you know and when it it a lot of it does come down to the money and with florida being a uh no income tax state um uh, you know, having so many Sun Belt teams have so much success um, just because they've got the ability to attract free agents and have people sign for less, um, it kind of takes the parity out of the uh, out of the league and almost uh, kind of screws over some uh, you know less desirable markets like Edmonton, like Buffalo, like um, you know just just not. Great I'm not gonna say not great places to live, but just yeah, less desirable markets.
0: So the uh the moral of the story here is uh Edmonton sucks and no one wants to go there. And uh you know, you can all blame the Gan man, Mr. Gannon for that.
1: Blame Phil. <laughs> it's
0: all Gannon's fault. And with that, we are at a little over an hour, so we'll wrap this bad boy up. Um if you have any closing thoughts before uh before the end.
1: Well, you didn't give me any trivia questions.
0: I was what, what kind of trivia questions were you looking for? I was I was trying to. Any. I was trying anything. to think of like like I was trying to quiz you maybe like on things that happened in the game to get you to talk more about the game since you're a better analyst than me. Uh, I anything. just want you to talk about the the, uh, the game more. Uh, okay, trivia question. Let's see. Um, who was the first owner of the Florida Panthers?
1: I don't even know their current one.
0: <laughs> All right, well, trivia round is over.
1: <laughs> I w- I would prefer lightning.
0: <laughs> oh, it was uh, Wayne Heizinga. Same I've guy that uh, he used to own the Dolphins as well, and he right. also had owned the uh, the Florida Marlins, and not people aren't really not huge fans of him down here. Well, I think the majority sure. of the people down here probably don't even remember him anymore because he's been gone for quite a while uh but he was the uh, the author of the of the fire sale after the Marlins won the uh, 1997 World Series so he's not uh, not a huge fan so there's your your trivia the original owner of the Florida Panthers is Wayne Izinga. uh next time we'll well, well now that I know going forward I'll, I'll actually get some trivia questions
1: um yeah get get a couple loaded up i i want yeah. i want to i want to quiz myself but i don't have anybody else to ask
0: all right Cool, that's a deal. Uh, got, deal. got anything else uh, going on before uh, we take this long break?
1: Eight days, man. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Well, you got a boat. Um, yes, but it's so crappy out, man. It was blowing like 20 today.
0: Yeah, it's it's shitty out right now too.
1: I don't have much of a boat. I have a big fiberglass
0: canoe. Hey, it'll it'll float. Hopefully. So if you want to talk to the show, you the fans or fan, if you're out there, give us a call seven two seven four one six zero six one three leave us a voicemail We'll play it on the show eventually uh yeah, just uh give us a call and uh, you can email us at the lightningrod one at protonmail dot com That's the number one. You can hit us on Twitter at lightningrodpod. pod tell us your thoughts about the weather wherever you're at. let me see what song. I'm going to close. Out. Oh, yeah, we'll put all that in the show notes as well. And you can find that in the show notes on your favorite platform. For Gannon, I am Johnny Pipes. We are happy to have you listening. And we will catch you next Wednesday.
1: Goodbye, all.
0: It's wrong, it's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative and you don't care about the facts.